Psalm 120, will you join me there? Psalm 120, every word, all year. We're coming to a place, there's a chunk of psalms that I want to talk to you about today. They're called the Psalms of Ascent, the Pilgrim Songs. These are the, these are the psalms that would be sung as, as people were making their way to Jerusalem. Three times a year, all the faithful ones of the Lord were called to make a pilgrimage, make a journey to Jerusalem. And the reason for that is because, and maybe you know this reason too, every now and then you kind of need to push the reset button in your life, spiritually speaking. Every now and then, every now and then, you need to kind of get back in touch with what matters and why it matters. These are the Psalms of, att- of Ascent. Think of, it, think of it as the songs you sing when you're headed out on, on vacation, you know? Think of it as, as the things that you just, your kids years from now, are going to look back and they're going to remember the songs that we sang as a family when we would go out on family vacations, the things that would, that would tie our hearts together, the things that if you're sitting around the Thanksgiving table years after the fact, if one person starts the song, the rest of us could sing it because it's been so deeply sown into our hearts. That's the Psalms of Ascent. There's a line in Psalm 84. That's not in, our, in the block we're looking at today, but there's a line from Psalm Psalm 84 that talks about hearts set on pilgrimage. And you remember, Scripture talks about how we are pilgrims and strangers in this life. That we are on a journey that this world is not my home. And that that God has a plan for me that goes beyond what I can see and touch and taste and feel. And so those three times that people would People would be called to go up to Jerusalem. It's Passover, it's Pentecost, and it's the Feast of Tabernacles. Those are the three times that God would call everybody to come up to Jerusalem. And I want you to think of it this way. I I want you to think of it as the ways, the means, and the end. Salvation, being born again, Passover, that time when, when God parts the waters, when God brings you through the seas, when we were slaves and we were, we were bound and God set us free. That's what, that's what Passover. It's, it's the question, are you born again? Pentecost, you know Pentecost. That's when the Holy Spirit comes and the church is birthed. But it's this breathing of the breath of God over the dry bones that is our life. Can these bones live? You know, Lord. Blow your Holy Spirit, breathe your Holy Spirit across us, Lord, to empower the life that we have. And the Feast of Tabernacles, the Feast of Tabernacles, we'll see this text later. It's in Revelation chapter 21. It, there's a place in, in, the, in the final days when the, when the pronouncement comes down, a loud voice from heaven saying, the dwelling place of God is now with men and he will live with them and he will be our God and we will be his people that we could live in the presence of God. And that's not just a some far off someday. God has set eternity in our hearts now. Amen. Let me invite you into some questions just to chew on as we begin to make our way through this block of text from Psalm 120 all the way to Psalm 134. Here's the questions. One, are you journeying with God? Are you on the journey with Jesus? Because if you're not, if you're not, today's a day to think about that. Today's a day to take some steps. Just like, just like Ethan leads the students to ask the question, okay, so where are you at? You know, just picture it like a swimming pool. Where are you at? Are you in the deep end? Are, are, are you going deep with Jesus? Are you all in? Or are you sitting on, the, sitting on the side, just sort of dangling your feet in the water? 
Because that's where you are. I mean, praise God that you've come that far, but it's time to take the next step. Or are you just off somewhere, you know, reading a book somewhere? It's just still up here. It hasn't come down here. Where are you at with Jesus? Are you on the journey with God? Or are you just sniffing around the edges? Because precious ones, this is the hinge that everything else turns on. You can know everything you need to know about Jesus, but until you do business with Jesus, you're just a spectator. So here's, a, here's one. Is the Holy Spirit helping you? Or are you still trying to live the Christian life in your own power? Because if you're still trying to live the Christian life in your power, you said yes to Jesus, right? You came to that place. I get it, Lord. I'm a sinner. I need a Savior. I need you. But now having come to know Jesus, you're trying to live that in your own power. The first time I can know that I know that I was praying a serious from my heart prayer to God was a prayer when I was in student ministry, Ethan, when I was a kid. I remember because I had come to know Jesus before. I'd come to know Jesus through faithful Sunday school teachers. I'd come to know Jesus through faithful leaders in vacation Bible school. I'd come to know Jesus from watching my mom and dad live it out. And I'd ask Jesus in my heart when I was a little bitty kid. But what I didn't know, what I didn't know, was that I couldn't do it on my own. I see so many, so many kids so many kids, they go to youth camp, they, they come home from camp, preteen camp, student camp, whatever. They come home and they're fired up for Jesus and good things are happening in their hearts. They're, they're just in love with Jesus for a week or so or a month or so or maybe even a couple of months. However far you can go in your own strength and in your own power and in the strength of your own might. But you come to a place when you, when you fall and I don't know if you know this, but when you come to know Jesus, if you take a fall, a lot of times that first fall is a hard one. And usually you find yourself falling back into the same predictable places that you thought God just saved you out of. And a lot of times you'll hear the whisper of the enemy saying, it didn't work. It didn't work. You tried the faith, and the faith didn't work. So just give up. I remember I could take you to the place. I could take you to the place where I met the Lord at the altar with a prayer that said something like this. God, I can't do this. I can't do this. And I remember so clearly the Lord speaking to my heart. You're right. You can't. But I can live it through you if you will let me. Is the Holy Spirit helping you? Because the promise of the Holy Spirit is to, is to come alongside, to comfort, to convict you of your sin before you make a terrible mess, to, to be right there when you're hurting, to be right there when you're rejoicing. Are you living it in your own strength? Or are you walking, are you journeying with the Holy Spirit? And here's one. Are you hungry for the presence of God? Think of it this way. Jesus is that initial peace, that doing business with God, that Passover moment. Are you born again? The Holy Spirit is that second piece. Are you walking in your own power or is he living through you? Have you invited him? Have you asked him? Are you allowing him to live through you? And God the Father, to have that time when you can just say, I want to find this settled peace in the presence and in the heart of God. Let's look at it together, okay? So it starts with this simple declaration, save me, Lord, save me, Lord. Psalm 120 says, I call on the Lord in my distress, and he answers me. Verse 2, save me, Lord. And it can be just that simple, guys. 
It can be just that simple with a heart that says, I need you. I know I'm a sinner. And I know I need a savior. I've tried to save myself. And all I've proven is that I can't. Save me, Lord. Save me, Lord, from lying lips, from deceitful tongues. And that's not just what happens out there. That's what happens in here. Save me, Lord, from my own deceitful lips. Save me, Lord, from my own lying tongue. What will he do to you? And what more besides you, deceitful tongue, he will punish you with the warrior's sharp arrows, with burning coals of the broom brush. Woe to me that I dwell in Meshech, that I live among the tents of Kedar, which is, which is to say, I live in this place where everybody's thoughts seem to always run to evil. It says, it says, too long I have lived among those who hate peace, but I am for peace. I've got it underlined. I've got it highlighted in my Bible. Psalm 120, verse 6 and 7. Too long I have lived among those who hate peace, and yet I've come to the place where all my soul longs for is peace. Lord, can I just have peace with God? Can I just have peace in my heart? Lord, could I just have peace with the people around me, the people who love me? Why am I always in conflict? I have lived too long among those who hate peace, but I, the Hebrew construction there, the Hebrew construction is not, but I am for peace. The Hebrew construction is just, I, peace. I just long for peace. I want to be a man of peace. I want shalom to reign over my heart. So Lord, save me. That line that Amanda read earlier, I lift up my eyes to the mountains. I'm surrounded by mountains that I can't climb. I'm surrounded by, by, by mountains and, and I can't find the path through. I lift up my eyes seeing the mountains. Where does my help come from? Who's going to come to my rescue? My help comes from the Lord. He is the maker of heaven and earth foot won't slip. He who watches over you will not slumber or sleep. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun not harm you by day. The moon by night. The Lord will keep you from harm. He will watch over your life. Lord, I need you. Lord, save me. Lord, I'm a sinner. You know it. I know it. I need you. Are you on the journey with Jesus? Because if you're not on the journey with Jesus, all the rest of this is just intellectual. If you're not on the journey with Jesus, you're going to be tempted to try to make this world your home. But this world was never intended to be your home. And so you move from that Passover experience to the Pentecost Experience And there's this, there's this line from Ezekiel. Ezekiel looks out, he's got this vision from the Lord, he looks out at a valley filled with nothing but dry bones. And the Holy Spirit whispers in his ear, can these bones live? I love that story. I love that story because all too often, all too frequently, I feel my life feels like a bag of dry bones. You ever get that way? When you, when you find yourself, you wake up one day and you realize, I've, I've somehow slipped away. I've fallen from that first love. I've, I've lost the, the zeal. I've lost the moment. And that question, can these bones live? I don't know if you've ever had a time when the Lord just called you to your knees with that question. Can these bones live? 
And you come to that come Holy Spirit kind of moment. That come Holy Spirit kind of moment. Psalm 123 says, I lift up my eyes to you, to you who sit enthroned in heaven. As the eyes of a servant look to the hand of the master, as the eyes of a female servant look to the hand of her mistress, so my eyes look to the Lord my God till he shows us mercy. Have mercy on us, O Lord. With a prayer that would say, Lord, I believe in you. I do. Lord, I've come to you for salvation. Lord, I need you. I need you for the journey. I need you for the journey. Psalm 124 says, If the Lord had not been on our side, if the Lord had not been on our side, let Israel say, when the people attacked us, they would have swallowed us alive. When their anger flared against us, the flood would have engulfed us. The torrent would have swept over us. The raging waters would have swept us away. Have you ever been there in life? You ever been in a place when, when, when life comes at such a pace, when life comes with such ferocity that it's about to sweep you away, those are the times when you need the Holy Spirit the most. Those are the times when, when you don't have the strength to hold on. Those are the times when you need, God, if you don't show up, I will perish. Are you on the journey with Jesus? Are you living it in your own strength? Or if you come to the place, there's a line from Proverbs that says, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and they are saved. Have you come to the place where you say, oh God, my God, I need you. I need you now, Lord. And it's not a prayer of impatience. It's a prayer of desperation. Oh God, my God, I need you. How I need you. It, it's, it says, our help is in the name of the Lord. Psalm 124, verse 8. Our help is in the name of the Lord. He is the maker of heaven and earth. There's, there's this line, Psalm 125. Those who trust in the Lord. Those who trust in the Lord. Like Mount Zion, who cannot be shaken but endures forever. As the mountains surround Jerusalem. As the mountains encompass Jerusalem. So the Lord surrounds his people. Lord, would you, build, would you build a wall around my heart? Lord, would you protect me? Would you hold me? Would you carry me to yourself? Oh, Lord Jesus. Oh, how we need you. Are you on the journey with Jesus? Are you living it in your strength or his strength? That's the ways and the means. Now let's talk about the end. Because the end... The end is to have this relationship with God that is a settled sense of his presence. The tabernacle of God is now with man. There's this, there's this key concept in my personal theology. It grows out of one of Jack's favorites, John 15. I'm the vine, you're the branches. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, You'll bear fruit. But that notion of what does it look like for somebody like you or me to live a settled sense of the presence of God? What does it look like? Psalm 126 says, When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, when the Lord showed up and set things right, when the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dreamed. Every time I'm reading through the Psalms and I come to that line, I just, it just overcomes my heart. We were like those who dreamed. I've lived that with the Lord. 
I've had times with the Lord when his presence was so real and so genuine. And it's like, oh, Father, you have done in my life what only you could do. God has been so kind to me. He's been so kind to us. When the Lord restored the fortunes of, of Zion, we were like those who dreams. Our mouths were filled with laughter, our tongues with songs of joy. When it was said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. And my heart answers back, the Lord has done great things for us. The Lord has done great things for us that can only be explained by God did it. So my whole being waits for the Lord. Let me just read this to you. I love this. In Psalm 130, it says, I wait for the Lord. My whole being waits for the Lord. In his word, I put my hope. I wait for the Lord more than watchmen wait for the morning. More than watchmen wait. Oh, in the Lord is full redemption. Psalm 131, I have calmed and quieted myself. I am like a weaned child with its mother. Like a weaned child, I am content that picture just captures my heart because most of the time when I come to the Lord, most of the time when I find myself in his presence, I have this long to-do list. Father, if only you would do this. Father, if only you would answer this prayer. God, if only you would show up in my friend's life this way. If only you would meet my children that way. If only you would protect and preserve my grandchildren and the people I love. God, if only you would. If only you would. If only you would. But I want to have a life with the Lord that can be quiet and content. I love that. I love that picture. Like a weaned child with its mother. Content to be held. Not looking for anything. Not asking for anything. Just content to be in the arms of the one who loves me and holds me. Put your hope in the Lord, both now and forever. And there's this line that says, how good and pleasant it is when people like us come together in the presence of God. How good and pleasant it is when God's people live together as one. It is like precious oil poured on the head, running down on the beard, down on Aaron's beard, down on the robe of his collar. It is as if the dew of Hermon were falling on Mount Zion, for there the Lord bestows his blessing. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes with me? Even life forevermore. The ways, the means, the end. Jesus, Holy Spirit, Abba, Father. Come among us. Are you on the journey? Are you on the journey? Have you, have you done business with Jesus? With that realization that says, Oh God, my God, I need you. I need you. I get it, Lord. I am a sinner and I need a Savior. And you're the only one who can. Are you living it in your strength? Or have you been in Christ long enough to know how desperately you need his daily presence? Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit, and live in me. Come, Holy Spirit, and guide me.
Come, Holy Spirit. This is the way, walk ye in it. And even if all I know is the next right thing, Lord, would you empower me to live according to your way? Because, Lord, I'm hungry to be in your presence. I want to live that, Lord. I don't want to live the in and then out, in and then out, in and then out life, Lord. I want to live with an ongoing sense of the presence and the comfort of God, the tabernacle of God, the dwelling place of God is now with us. While your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed, Precious ones, it starts just this simple. Lord, save me. Lord, come and fill me. Lord, prepare a place for me. Man, we would so love to start that journey with you.